I think the biggest mistake people make is they chase a quick fix that doesn't exist or they rely on this magical motivation that they think is going to be there every day or every week. And it just isn't. I, the, you need to strip that stuff away and accept that most people are not terribly motivated. And, you know, that goes for the people that are in shape or are having good health habits and those that are not, they're pretty much motivated the same way. It's just the ones that are, are doing it have identified their why they've identified why it is it's important for them to take care of their health proactively consistently um, they probably write that down and it's front and center and they remind themselves of it um, continuously and then they have a plan and healthy habits that relate back to that why i think if you know my and your why can change you know my why in my 20s was much more about vanity and being having a six pack and all this others, you know, wanky personal trainer stuff. <laughs> now it's feeling good and moving well and taking care of my brain and being, you know, able to be active with my kids and be a good role model. So it's shifted considerably over the last couple of decades. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to episode 55 of the Balance Theory podcast. Whether you're walking, driving, cooking, or just chilling out and listening, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me, and I'm very, very excited to bring you today's guest. But before I introduce him and a little bit about what you can expect in today's chat, I just wanted to share a little thought that I had during this week. So... Obviously, we are all going through a little bit of a strange, uncertain and odd period of time. And in a couple of Monday Muses ago, I can't for the life of me remember which one it was, but I was speaking about being a co-creator of your own life. And a lot of you might think that's a really weird thing to raise in such a period of uncertainty when so many things are outside of our control. But the concept I just wanted to bring to everyone's mind, when you're a co-creator of your own life, it's almost like you're a co-author right? And when you think about it from that point of view, you can look at your life as chapters in a book. So everything that happens is intentional. Everything that happens lends itself to something further down in life. And so I was having a think about using this angle to look at really tough times. And I found it quite a comforting exercise because it kind of just gives you a little bit of a perspective shift, takes you outside of that emotional connection to the negativity or really rough period that's happened and gets you to zoom out and look at things, I guess, from a broader point of view. So thinking from an author's shoes, why would I include this challenge or this tough period in this person's life? What will it teach them? What will come out of it? And I was sort of prompted to think about this because aside from lockdown, there's been so many personal challenges happening in my own life. I really feel like September has been a really big month for me personally. And I was trying to think about how this can all serve me, what this period has taught me. Cause it's really hard when you get wrapped up in the emotion and the toughness of what's going on. And of course you have to let yourself sit there and kind of process. But I think as you're coming out of it, a really nice way to do this. So if you currently journal or meditate, I think just a nice way to look at it is if you had to write a sentence or maybe a paragraph about why that period happened in that character, i.e. you, why that happened in their life, it's a really nice way to make peace with that part of your life, but also 
slingshot you into the next part without sort of having any emotional tied negativity to that section. So I guess when I was looking at this, I just had to think about what's been the greatest blessing or learning from this period in time and what has that taught me and just taking myself out of that first person persona and going, okay, Eric has gone through this and she's learned X, Y, Z. So I'm not sure if you'll find that useful or not, but I found it really comforting and a really nice way to look at tough periods. And I think it's something we can all relate to at the moment. So if you do give that a go or you're journaling one day and need a little bit of a prompt, that's a nice way to just sort of perspective shift. But anyway, enough about my little side tangent. I'd love to introduce to you guys today, the wonderful Sam Wood, who is one of the country's leading health and fitness experts, the owner of 28 by Sam Wood. And a lot of you may know him as former bachelor. So Sam discovered his lifelong passion for personal training at the young age of 21 while he was completing an exercise science degree, and he really quickly became a very, very popular trainer. Since then, he has built an incredible team of 28ers. They have an awesome app at the moment, which is all about holistic health, and he prides himself on being a dedicated family man. I really loved chatting today with Sam. We spoke about so many things, but basically what you can expect is A little bit about him, what he's doing and sort of what's lent him to being in this space where he's working alongside both fitness and tech. He shares a little bit about the parallels of being a dad to how he speaks to and treats his 28ers. We talk about progress, not perfection, how his concept of balance has changed. And really in and amongst this is this idea that people are chasing something that doesn't exist. And he really drills home why there is no perfect balance and is super honest here which I think a lot of you will find comforting, especially because I think when you look at public figures like Sam, obviously he's quite well known, especially on and in the social media space. It's really humbling to hear that, hey, we don't have everything worked out either. So that was really nice to chat about. We talk about how to overcome excuses for your health, why you shouldn't wait for Monday or January 1st. A little bit about motivation, connecting with our why, how to not overcomplicate exercise, tips for getting started and he ends by sharing a really tough challenge that he went through and the greatest thing that it's taught him moving forward. Now I know you guys are going to absolutely love this episode so if you feel so inclined take a screenshot tag myself and Sam our handles are both in the show notes below let us know what your biggest takeaway was or you can just forward this on to a friend or family member who will love it as much as you. Just before we dive in I just wanted to thank every single one of you who has taken the time to leave us a review and rating. As you all know this is not my only let's say passion or job. I am a full-time lawyer. So what really fuels me and keeps me going is when I read just how much this podcast is impacting you in different areas of your life. And it really fuels me to keep going, keep diving and keep putting in that energy into this project and side passion that I'm loving so, so much. So don't hold back. If you've got some thoughts or love to share, you can jump over to Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom of all the episodes and leave your thoughts there. With that being said, let's dive straight in. Alrighty, today I'm joined by the wonderful Sam Wood. A very warm welcome to the Balance Theory podcast. It's so lovely to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Likewise, and uh, we're just chatting off here a little bit about lockdown things. I can imagine you're wearing a lot of different hats right now: homeschool dad, uh, nanny, cook, all the above. How's it been going down with the family? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange state of affairs, I think, when you've become so accustomed to something. I, you know, I, being down here in Melbourne and going through this now for nearly two years, it's, um, yeah, definitely been challenging. Definitely, I think, testing everyone's resilience. I think even the strongest people have had their moments, particularly over the last two or three months, because there's so much uncertainty. 
I'm a bit of a planner, so I, I don't like to not know what the horizon looks like, but I'm just trying to, trying to, yeah, bury myself in getting lots of work done and, and more importantly, just spending some beautiful quality time with my girls that, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely some silver linings and trying to look for those and stay positive. And I think it's important that we stay strong and stay positive because the girls kind of feed off our energy, particularly Evie, our 16 year old. I think if we keep a good positive outlook, it, it definitely helps her because uh, yeah, she's at that very sort of influential age. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now for anybody tuning in that maybe doesn't follow you on Instagram or isn't aware of what you do, can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do with yourself? Sure. So uh, I'm in the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years and most recently uh, fitness tech. Um, I've got an online fitness program called 28 um, that's nearly six years old and we, uh, we do online workouts, nutrition plans, mindfulness, and it's all, all encompassed in the one uh, one-stop shop program. Um, and we've had nearly 700,000 Australians do the program since we launched uh, five and a half years ago. Um, and it's gotten bigger and crazier than I ever could have imagined. Uh, we've got 30 full-time staff that work on the program. I also own a gym. And have had various other fitness businesses over two decades. But yeah, this has by far been my most exciting and my most successful business to date. And I never thought I'd be a tech guy because I'm not terribly technically savvy, but um, it's been an incredible journey. I've loved learning about it. Um, it's such an exciting space when things can change and evolve and grow so quickly. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. And on top of that, I'm a uh, dad to three beautiful girls and a very lucky husband to snare. So it's been a, uh, a wild, a wild five or six years. That's for sure. Awesome. And I, I know what you mean. Like the, the terms fitness and tech normally don't go hand in hand, but I'm curious to know what sort of uh, prompted you to go down that tech, the app path. Was it more that you had volume and that just seemed like a logical next business step, or was it that you wanted to integrate so many different parts of health? Cause I guess the app isn't just fitness right like you like you said you do mindfulness and you bring in so many other aspects to make it a bit more holistic yeah it's a good question it's probably a combination of those things it was it was it was one understanding there was probably an opportunity as my profile was growing it was you know two how do I help more people you know we were getting when you when your social media following grows you get sort of inundated with lots of people saying Sam I know you own a gym and can you send us a program or an eating plan and so creating a platform that could could do that on scale was always something that I'd been intrigued about. <clears throat> Obviously looked at other Australians who'd had big success in that space um, and admired them and, and, and um, thought that was something that I would love to do. And yeah, when we launched back on 2016, 1st of Feb, we had 5,000 subscribers in the first 45 days and it was kind of then that we knew we had something really really special but to your point you know I've, I've been a personal trainer for 20 years I've you know done 60 appointments a week for uh, with clients one-on-one -on -one for probably 15 of those years and I absolutely love working with people I love fitness but your point to it being more holistic was something that I was always I'd always pride myself on as a trainer you know making sure that they were accountable motivated they were planning, they had an eating plan, 
their recovery, their mindfulness, it was all sort of taken into consideration. And that was something I didn't think a lot of trainers did. It was kind of mm-hmm. a great one-on-one workout for the 30 or 60 minutes and then see you later and I'll see you next time and you're not really my problem anymore. So it was about incorporating that into the into the program and kind of being that personal trainer in your pocket where you're getting alerts and you're getting reminders and you're getting uh, educated and informed and and then creating a beautiful community so it's really interesting that all of the things that I wanted 28 to be or I envisaged 28 to be have kind of come to fruition of course it's 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 different but um, those key pillars haven't really changed you know it was always about uh workouts or training it was always about nutrition and it was always about mind and in the mind category that's kind of motivation mindfulness and sleep so it's um yeah it's it's blown my mind how crazy and big it's gotten um it's exceeded all of my wild expectations but um it really is an extension of what i did for 15 years on the gym floor Yeah, that's awesome. And the reason I love that approach so much. So in the balance theory, a whole concept is you got to get rid of this idea of work-life balance, right? Because those two are just that that formula makes you feel like the two are separate and they can't commingle at all. And so what we kind of replanned or remapped out was this idea that you got your healthy relationships and your areas of fulfillment. And at any point in your life, your balance will be a combination of any of those things, depending on where you're at. So if you're getting a business off the ground, you're going to be spending a lot more time in that fulfillment category. But as long as you've got your foot in the health and relationships door to some degree, you're fine. You know, so it's just about keeping those elements of your life alive. And the reason I wanted to call this out was because within our health area we don't just say it's it's your fitness and your food it's it's about your emotional spiritual mental physical health all those things combined so when i think about say balance with your health something like what your app promotes to be you know this gold star or, or i guess strategy for getting on top of your health is exactly the sort of thing um, that i like to tune into as well but you did uh, chat briefly about before how you play a lot of different roles so from dad to founder husband fitness guy all these things this might be a bit of a tough question but i want to know which if any is your favorite or maybe which has maybe helped you grow the most and why oh no it's not a hard question to answer being a dad for sure um i look at it's yeah it brings me the most joy it it um i think it probably helps me grow as much if not more than the business stuff and it's really taught me to slow down i think um you know when i was single and had my own businesses it was a million miles an hour and kind of head down and 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 it felt like i was I don't know, I'd probably tell myself I had a balanced approach, but I definitely didn't. You know, it, was, it wasn't until I had kids and definitely some really strong sort of support from Snej, both sort of coming hand in hand, that I, um, that I stopped and I slowed down. You know, I'd never, I'd never be satisfied. You know, I'd never stop and smell the roses. I'd never celebrate the little wins along the journey. It was always what's next and what's more and what, yeah. and, and, and it's exhausting and, you know, you're you're kind of chasing something that doesn't exist and you're almost doing it all for nothing because even when you do achieve what you set out to achieve, you've raised the bar again and you're not satisfied. So what's sort of the point? So, um, yeah, I mean, the parallels of what I've learned as a dad and the parallels of how my attitude towards business have shifted 
to then how I talk to my 28ers about achieving your fitness goals. It's uncanny how many parallels there are there. You know, our motto at 28 um, is progress, not perfection. It is trying to, uh, you know, you've got to have something that is sustainable. It Mm. can't be a quick fix. It can't be chasing something chasing a weight loss goal that makes you miserable where you're depriving yourself of everything you enjoy and you're hanging on by your fingernails because eventually, you know, the damn walls are going to burst and that's going to finish. And most people on their weight loss journeys then regain the weight or never start again or have a really bad relationship with exercise or their body or both. So yeah, it's, it's about learning as I mature now as a 41 year old it's about practicing what I preach and then it's about sharing those learnings with with my 28ers through our community that's for sure that's beautiful really nice answer so I guess would you describe balance as the way you kind of view life now to be more present sort of take it slow appreciate the small wins how would you sort of describe balance if you feel like just before you had kids you maybe didn't have the right concept yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's the thing that we're chasing always, isn't it? Infinitely. It's, it's, and I, I, I don't know. I never, I never want to claim that I've got it right because I've, I, I am better at it than I used to be, but there would still be so many people that are far better at it than I am. I'm a long way from getting there. That's for sure. And it's, it's interesting. People see your life through a, a social media lens and, you know, you get these questions in interviews like, Sam, how do you just have the balance so right? And, oh, you and Snares just look like you've nailed it. It's like, you don't, like, we are tired and stressed and life is hectic and crazy and, you know, we are far from having it all worked out. And I, th- I don't think anyone really has it all worked out. So I think, I think explaining that to people is, is a refreshing answer because they kind of are chasing something that doesn't really exist in, in the real world. But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's... It's definitely um, not trying to do everything myself. So, and, and that, that's from a business sense. So that was, you know, in early days, it was all had to be me and I wasn't good at delegating and we had a much smaller team. And, you know, there's been this really uh, liberating evolution where I've, I've had to identify what I'm really good at, but also had to put my hand in the air and identify what I'm not good at and, um, get people much, much more talented and much smarter than me around me to help in those areas. Um, and then from a relationship perspective and a home perspective, do the same. You know, it's all about Snez and I understanding our strengths and our weaknesses and our differences in parenting attitudes and compromise. And, you know, I, I really don't think I was very good at that from a relationship perspective. I definitely wasn't good at it from a business perspective. And and as I said before, I'd never celebrate the win. So I think it's, um, you know, it comes down a lot to having really wonderful people around you, you know, whether it's the CEO of my business, who's a long-term friend of mine, who is very good at saying, mate, this is a, this is a, this is a wonderful achievement. We should have a beer and, and you should be really proud of yourself. And, or it's Snez saying, you know, what we've, done is amazing and let's take a look around at this new house that we've just built and and you know enjoy it and just slow down for a second you know like it, it and it's it's actually really good to have those people that care about me and know me so well to um reground you know, to be, yeah reground and be such a positive influence 
Yeah, no, I really, really love that answer because I totally agree that there is no perfect balance and there's no, I guess, formula you can copy and paste from somebody else's life. And more to your point, I think balance is a, the reason we're always chasing it is because it's a shifting concept. What you need to feel balanced now is going to be very different to say five years or even tomorrow, right? And so what I love getting guests on and hearing their point of view really is to arm other people with tools and tips so that when we look at balance, right, you have really low days and really high days and balance is really just a dance between the two. And so if you've got the tools to really help you in those low moments and then the tools to really appreciate those high moments, to me, that is an essence of balance. You're never going to feel this Zen 24 seven because we're humans. We have emotions, things happen outside of our control, et cetera. So I think your answer aligns really nicely, I suppose, with everything we do. And I did want to ask you a question, which sort of, I guess will showcase how you potentially deal with things when they, um, you know, when you maybe have those low moments, but I'll, I'll, I pulled a quote from a previous interview you gave. So I'll just read it out to everyone. It goes, the advice that my dad gave me before going on that TV show was to be yourself. And I'm sure everything will pan out fine. And he was quite right. That was the best thing I've ever done. So my question to you, and I suppose this is also in light of your presence on social media as well. How do you actually stay true to who you are? And in those moments you find that are super difficult, what kind of helps you get through? The best thing has been that I am, I, I feel, you know, I, I feel comfortable saying that I have just been myself through this whole crazy TV, social media experience. You know, I, I was in the fitness industry. I'm now still in the fitness industry. I just help lots more people. Um, and I was completely myself on the show. I, um, I'd never seen an episode of the show before going on it. I had no sort of plan or preconceived ideas to what it would be or how I wanted to portray myself. I just kind of rolled with the punches and, um, you know, that probably could have gone either way, but it, it, it worked well. And I, and I think I think people's bullshit radar is strong and I think people see it really fast and you can try and be someone that you're not, but eventually you're not going to be able to maintain that facade and, and or people are going to see through it. So I think, I think being comfortable in your, you know, and, and it's also an acceptance that not everyone's going to like you. You know, there's a lot of people that I'm sure don't, don't like me and think I'm a dickhead. That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I've, I get more comfortable with that every day and, you realize that everyone's different in this world and you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That that's totally fine to me. And I, and that that's kind of empowering, liberating as you, as you mature and you go through that. But um, yeah, I, I think, I think just trying to be yourself um, is absolutely, I think the best advice going on these reality shows or going through these, um, you know, social media explosions because, it's it's the only way it's gonna it's gonna last and mm. um you know the the show what the great thing about the show is it's it i feel like my emotional maturity and um, even emotional intelligence was almost accelerated by 10 years by going through such a crazily intense <laughs> bubbly experience you know like it's kind of it's one of those experiences that they either make you or break you. And that's kind of how they're designed and you've got to really navigate your way through and be 
very comfortable being vulnerable. You know, like I, I definitely wasn't anywhere near as comfortable speaking or being emotional or being vulnerable. And a show like The Bachelor, you talk about so many real raw things and it's, you know, 15 hours a day, six or seven days a week for 15 hours. And it's, um, yeah, I definitely think it, if you can get through it, it accelerates some real personal growth. I feel like it, it helped me a lot. Um, and then when you come out the other side, how do you deal with it? Well, it, uh, for us, it wasn't chasing fame. It was actually going the other way. And it's really interesting. It's almost like the more well-known you go, the more well-known you become, the more you just want to spend time with your closest friends and family who you knew you well before this crazy experience and, you know, br bring you back down to earth and, and you, and you spend, and you spend time with, you spend more time with them. So that's, and SNES has a very similar attitude. It's, you know, we're not out there chasing sort of the, the events and all that other stuff. It's more about just spending quality time with our friends and family that we missed. And, and they're the ones that, that know you, you know, in, in, in the most real way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from like, not just this response, but the way you've responded to other questions, I think I'm getting a sense of that people really ground you and you really put a lot of um, emphasis or importance on like having those key people around you. And I think that that concept in and of itself isn't relevant to just someone who has a big social media presence, just to anyone in general. I think if you do have those, that key support network in your life, I think that really helps you stay true to who you are. Because you know, when you have those good people that just keep you in check, like you said, like your CEO friend who would just say, come on, let's just go get a beer. Like sometimes you just need that reality check almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I totally agree with what you've just said there. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code BALANCE. I want to move into just some more specific exercise type questions now. And the reason being, I think now, especially going through lockdown, people's motivation may be completely different. Um, they may have a completely different relationship with exercise. And so I wanted to know, in your opinion, how can we overcome excuses for our health in general? So, you know, this could, this isn't limited to say working out. It could just be even stuff that I've already broken my diet. I'm just going to eat like crap for the rest of the week. You know, those, that sort of attitude. How do you find is the best way to cope with that that kind of attitude? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake people make is they chase a quick fix that doesn't exist or they rely on this magical motivation that they think is going to be there every day or every week and it just isn't. I, the, you need to strip that stuff away and accept that most people are not terribly motivated and you know that goes for the people that are in shape or are having good health habits and those that are not they're pretty much motivated the same way it's just the ones that are are doing it have identified their why they've identified why it is it's important for them to take care of their health proactively consistently um, they probably write that down 
and it's front and center and they remind themselves of it um, continuously. And then they have a plan and healthy habits that relate back to that why. I think if, you know, my and your why can change. You know, my why in my 20s was much more about vanity and being having a six-pack and all this other, you know, wanky personal trainer stuff. <laughs> now it's feeling good and moving well and taking care of my brain and being you know, able to be active with my kids and be a good role model. So it's shifted considerably over the last couple of decades, but it's it's stronger than ever. And, um, you know, you, you, the best example is you see it with people that have a health scare, you know, like they, they've told themselves something over and over and over again, I need to do this, oh, but yeah, and they're, they're very wishy-washy with it and it's, their why is not strong enough or they don't commit to it properly therefore they don't lead a healthy life and then they have a really uh, terrifying health scare and they're lucky enough to survive it and it really shakes them up and all of a sudden their why has never been stronger or never been clearer and they do get up and get their heart pumping and their exercise um, happening on a daily basis without having to think about it. If you have to have that mental battle with yourself every single day, eventually you're going to stop. You need to just go, I understand what my why is. It's strong enough to me that even when doubts and excuses start to creep in, I'm going to push them aside um, and I'm just, going to, I'm just going to get it done. And you, and you want a routine, you want habits. Once these things become, you know, the, the best example I give to my 28 is, is I clean my teeth every morning and every night and I don't have an internal dialogue going on in my head about dental hygiene. I just mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, because I know it's what needs to be done, and I think I think people overcomplicate exercise. You know, it, you just need to move your body five to seven times a week for thirty minutes. You don't need to train for an Ironman. You don't need to go to the gym for an hour and a half. You don't. You know, you can work out at home. You can go for a walk. You can go for a run. You can go for a bike ride, um, and that that that's all we need to do depending on sort of what your goals are and how much time you have and how old you are and what your fitness history is, of course. But, um, yeah, just move your body, eat real food. And um, like you alluded to before, get your head in the right space and your body will follow. I'm a massive believer that it all starts up here. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the correlation there between your why and your habits and that those habits have actually have to match that why. And I think that that's important to call out because your, as you said, your why will change. And so I think often yeah. we find we've been doing the same things over and over and seeing like no different results. And that could be that your why has changed and therefore those habits need to also change. Like I remember I used to be really into the cold showers in the morning. It was closer in the summer. I was doing ice baths, but I'm really not a cold person, but I could definitely feel the benefits you know, come one, two years later, I just can't really get myself in the shower. <laughs> and I mean, I haven't done a deep dive into my why and why that might change. But the simple point here is, you know, be flexible with these things, be flexible with these habits and, and kind of don't be scared to try new things. And, and I know we said before, there's no perfect formula, but that doesn't mean you can't try and test what other people are doing and just see what works for you. Because I feel like different things click at different points in time, which sort of leads me to ask, what are your kind of habits or daily non-negotiables at this point in time? Um, I mean, we spoke about balance before. So Snez uh, works out at home early. So she gets up at 5.30 and she'll, um, she'll work out um, at home, do a, bit, do a bike ride, do a home workout, 
you know, from my 28 program usually or something that I've written up for. And then, um, so that means that I take care of the kids because they wake up ridiculously early, our two little girls. Um, and then from 6.30 or 7 o'clock, I'll walk, I, I walk the dog. That's like my weird kind of mindfulness practice. Um, it, I just get some fresh air, get some um, vitamin D, get out with the dog for an hour, and then I'll do my workout you know, either at 11 o'clock or, or lunchtime or something like that. But so for me, it's, it's walking every day and it's doing a workout of some kind every day. But, you know, I'm much more in tune with my body now. You know, like it's about training smarter, not harder. It's about, um, you know, like I'm definitely trying to always get better. I'm not sort of resigned to the fact that this is how I am. I'm a big believer that if nothing changes, nothing changes. And you've got to, you know, there needs to be variety and you need to mix up intensity and, you need to challenge yourself. But for me, it used to be, you know, all weights and high intensity workouts and sort of running around like a maniac. And now it's more controlled strength work. I do Pilates, I do uh, yoga, I do Pilates and yoga once a week for my core and my posture and my flexibility. And it's, it's definitely a more balanced approach. Um, and I even do um, a yoga followed by a meditation once a week, which the old, I'm much more open-minded to this stuff. I was very kind of, not cynical, but I, I just didn't think it was me. I'd tell myself it wasn't me. And as I'm, um, and as I'm getting older, I'm definitely more open-minded to trying these things. And I think it's amazing when you do, when you do try them, it, 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 you, yeah, I just go by feel, you know, it's, this makes me feel better. It makes yeah. me calm down. It helps me sleep better. Um, yeah, I've also got a, I'm lucky enough to have an infrared suit. I've got an infrared sauna in the, oh, in the garage, which gets a good working over. It's something that's a, a fairly new addition, but it's a, yeah, it's a really nice way to sort of just sit in there and sweat it out and have a bit of a stretch and a bit of a relax. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, imagine 25 year old Sam looking at himself now, <laughs> meditating yes. and walking yes. the dog, <laughs> but I Wouldn't like that you said. I like that you said that the walking is um, your form of mindfulness because I think a lot of people think they have to sit there cross-legged all zen do a meditation like I like this idea of active mindfulness so for me sometimes it's just reading as well like you can do these these um active things that I guess don't normally fall into the category of mindfulness and I think that's also a refreshing way to try out different things that can satisfy I guess that part of your um life I was just going to say it can be anything, you know, it can be writing in a journal and reflecting yep. at the end of each day. It can be uh, breathing exercises. It can be, you know, a, a pre-sleep routine that you kind of, you know, get prepare yourself for a better night's sleep. It, it, it doesn't have to be perhaps that stereotypical idea that you have in your head. Absolutely. So for anybody, I guess, listening, that's thinking, okay, I'm feeling a little bit motivated after this conversation to, you know, maybe reconnect with my why or have a little bit more of a flexible approach to my exercise. Maybe they're sitting in the category if they want to start something that they've been putting off for a little while. Do you have any tips for those people? Yeah, look, the, the hardest part is starting because we have that mental wrestle with ourselves probably on a weekly basis and potentially for years. So um, you know, it, it's never as bad as you make out in your, in your head. And the first two weeks are always going to be the hardest. You're breaking old habits. You're creating new habits. Your fitness is at its lowest point, which means every workout's harder than it's ever going to be moving forward. You're probably getting sore. You're having cravings of foods. You know, all of that stuff is absolutely real. 
and I don't think it should be sugar-coated because it's going to happen, but it gets easier every single day. So, and the longer you leave it, the harder it gets because the worse our habits get, the more weight we gain, the less, you know, the more our fitness drops. Um, so, you know, you don't wait for a Monday, don't wait for the 1st of January, just make a decision and start. And you, if you are consistent for two weeks, you are 80% home. That, yeah. that, that needs to be the message to people that you just don't, don't make it up. Don't, don't stop thinking about it. The only thing that is actually going to get you closer to where you want to be is action. And you just need to be, the thing that we say is strong enough for long enough. And that first two weeks is definitely the, the most critical period. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think having stopped and started a lot of different programs myself, I can definitely resonate with that idea the first two weeks. I think even if you're someone who already has like really good habits, it's that process of breaking that neural pathway, breaking that routine you've got to stack on new, you know, it's it's neural, like in your brain actually is a process that needs to take place. So you've got to be patient with yourself, but you took the words out of my mouth. Like you don't need to wait for a Monday, <laughs> just get yeah. started. If it's Thursday morning, yeah. just get it done. <laughs> Don't, you don't have to. You don't have to do it with a friend. You know, like yeah. it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a, Evie, my sixteen-year-old daughter. She's always like, Zoe and I are going to do this, and I'm like, yeah. And that's just another reason it, it'll fall apart, sweetie, because it'll be like, <laughs> oh, Zoe wasn't available, and uh, she like, and I know she's sixteen, and she wants to do it with a friend. So I, I you know, I'm not too hard on her, but <laughs> it's you can just see what's going to happen before it even starts because. You know they're in lockdown at the moment, so they can't even see each other. So guess what? Nothing's happening. So it's um, you know, it's it's interesting when people just build it up and all these moving pieces. The simpler you can keep it, and the quicker you can get started, the better off you'll be. Yeah, and you actually just brought something to mind. It's really that a question of okay, am I looking at something internal or external here? I think when you're relying on those external factors, that's when things are like. You miss that Monday, you don't start, you put it off. But when it's internal, I think that's more stuff you can have control over. I think that's a nice kind of other thing to look at. I was going to say, I always laugh when people don't do it on a Monday and therefore they wait six more days. <laughs> I had the best of intentions on a Sunday night and things didn't go to plan, maybe next Monday. Like, why not Tuesday? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a very strange world in which, you know, our psychology sort of set. Absolutely. Well, that's the message, people. Don't wait for the Monday. If it's Wednesday morning and you're listening, you're going to get started straight after this podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All righty. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, and I'm curious, what do you think has been the biggest challenge in your whole life and what was the biggest learning from it? Oh, for me, it was definitely the loss of my mum when I was younger. My mum died when I was 15 years old um, and I was oldest of three or I am the oldest of three but at that time I had a, a 13 year old sister and a 10 year old brother and um we our dad worked heaps so we we loved him but we didn't see him that much so we were very much mum's kids and um our whole world got sort of turned upside down and sort of made it you know it was a really challenging time uh for for our whole family and it you know, it was the saddest time and and definitely the most traumatic time in my life. But retrospectively, it, it definitely helped me grow up. It's amazing how close it's brought me to my dad and my siblings. You know, we were close, but it's brought us, you know, this crazily tight bond. 
Um, and I just learn a lot about myself. I think, I think it, it just, um, yeah, it just made me mature. It made me, um, not take things for granted as much. Um, and, and there's always since that point been a very, very strong internal drive to make my mum proud and, um, and and yeah, I, 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 that that'll always be there. I think no matter what I achieve. But yeah, it's uh, not a day goes by that I don't miss her. And um, yeah, definitely the hardest time in my life. That's beautiful, and I'm, and I can only imagine that would have been very tough for you and your siblings. So thank you so much for for sharing that with the listeners today. And I do want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're wearing a lot of different hats right now and you've probably got your beautiful girls sitting patiently waiting for you. So I won't keep you any longer, but if people did want to connect with you um, a little bit further or maybe find out a little bit more about your programs, where's the best place that they can go? Uh, so it's all just at 28 by samwood.com. Um, a new program starting all the time. Would absolutely love any of your listeners to um to come and try it would love to work with them getting wonderful results got a beautiful community um and yeah if you want to check out what what i'm up to it's just at sam james wood on instagram as well and um thanks so much for catching up this morning it's been lovely likewise and i'll pop links to all that below but thank you again for your time and i'm looking forward to seeing what 28 does in the next few years my pleasure And that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop. So you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam. We promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Oh, stop, stop.